I love this reading, this story of the angel going to Joseph and saying, don't worry, everything will be all right. I can't imagine for a moment having been in Joseph's space. Thank God I never was. But I can't imagine, particularly at that time and place, the fear that would have been there for Joseph. But to hear, to hear these words, that you will bear a, a son and you will name him Jesus. God is with us. I also want to admit that I've got a bit of a problem with this reading. And particularly, a bit of a problem with the notion that we've developed over the years in the church of God is with us. Because there are times in my own spiritual life where I think, where? Where? How is God with me? We've developed this notion that Jesus came into the world thousands of years ago, walked with people of that day and age, talked with them, healed them, taught them, and then after his death and resurrection, he appeared to them again, and then he left and sent the Holy Spirit, and that he is still with us today. And there are days that I feel that presence, and there are days that I don't. There are days when I look at all of the signs and wonders that are going on in the world, and I think God is with us? Read the news. If God is with us, we're in trouble. When you look at what's going on. There is something about the power of history. Of looking back at events from thousands of years ago. Events from tens of years ago, from hundreds of years ago. There is something about understanding what has happened in the past to help guide us into the future. And I will also admit I'm not much of a, an historian. There's part of why Elaine and I work so well together. She's the historian. I'm the computer nerd that looks to the future. When we work well together, when we work well together, <laughs> we balance each other out that way. But when we look back at our history as God's people, sometimes we look back to that event 2,000 years ago, to that moment, as being the ultimate moment where God was with us. And again, there are times where I feel Jesus' presence with me, and there are times that I don't. 
And when we use history well, we begin to look at the markers of today and begin to wonder if they are signs of what is to come again. Because we know that if we don't know our history, we're just doomed to repeat it. But in order to really understand this reading, we need to go a little bit further back. We need to go to Isaiah, which is quoted in Matthew's selection for today. Isaiah chapter 7. See, the nation of Israel was in two kingdoms. It was divided in the north and the south, kind of like how countries divide themselves at times. And in the southern kingdom, they wanted a sign, a sign that everything would be okay. And so Isaiah goes to the king and says, Pick a sign. Pick a sign for your people that things will be okay and we will go and tell your people not to worry. And the king says, Ah, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. I am not about to say that there will be a sign from God that things will be okay. So since the king refuses, God speaks to Isaiah and says this. Says, there will be a young woman who will give birth to a son. And he will be called Emmanuel. God is with us. Now the interesting part when you go to the Greek that Matthew supposedly wrote in, The is is missing. Often when we talk about Jesus being alive in the world, we talk about Jesus being God with us. It was translated in today's reading as God is with us. But just trust me if you're not going home to read your Greek New Testament. The is isn't there. It was put in by the translators to make it fit with what happens in Isaiah 7. We talk about Jesus being God with us, which is where I think we get that notion that Jesus walks with us, talks with us, that Jesus is part of our family, our group of people, our Uh, to use a term that's beginning to be more popular again, our tribe, right? God with us. But I think there's something missing. There's something missing in an understanding of God with us that gets more fully developed in this bit from Isaiah. Because see, when Isaiah says, God is with us, there's other possibilities. Now, I imagine that most of you 
are probably as excited about this discourse on whether or not is should be there as Joseph is in this picture. Here's a rendition from a cathedral in France of the angel appearing to Joseph. I know he was supposed to be sleeping at the time, but he looks the most disinterested fellow possible. But trust me, whether or not that word is there is important. Because, see, when we begin to develop the notion that God is with us, we begin to see things slightly differently. We begin to understand things maybe in the concept that is spoken in Romans 8. And what are we to say about these things? For if God is for us, who is against us? If God is with us, if God is for us, who is against us? See, I don't get that same understanding from just thinking of Jesus as being God with me on earth. Because when those moments come, where I turn to look and see where Jesus is and I don't feel his presence, I feel at a loss. But this idea that God is with us, that God is for us, that God supports us and cares for us and nurtures us and teaches us, even in those moments, even in those moments when we don't feel God's presence. Maybe, just maybe, that's a more complete understanding of what happens in just a couple of days. Because see, our God is with us. We want at times like this, at Christmas, to celebrate feast and festival, to give thanks for all that is good. And yet at times we know life isn't always all that much fun. But our God is with us to care and support, heal, and keep us on God's path. So may we be more excited about that than Joseph in the picture as we prepare for the birth of Jesus. Amen.